everybody welcome back to another episode of girl what i'm your favorite host danielle denise make sure you subscribe rate and review the podcast on apple podcast i need some more love and please listen to the uh, the podcast on all the platforms spotify apple wherever you get your podcast from this episode is called i started a business during a pandemic part two because there are so many people out here just trying to make it happen, starting businesses in this crazy time. And I'm here for it because I am inspired. So my guest today is the lovely founder and creative director of Son of Leon. And his name is Eric Garcia. Hey, what's up? Hey, boo. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for coming all this way to talk about your lovely brand. I'm here mm. for it. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but I've already had a sneak peek at the collection and it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Well put together, cohesive. It looks like it fits well. It feels expensive. Mm. I'm here for it, boo. Coming from a tech designer, that means a lot. Listen. <laughs> No, I'm one of the top techs in L.A., let's be clear. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric and I actually have um, a history. We worked together at a company before, and he was one of the head designers, right? Yes, yes I was. And Yeah, we fit together a few times, I think, maybe. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I wasn't on your team too much. Yeah. We were on different teams, but... Eric was killing it in the gowns department. He was making these luxurious dresses for these phenomenal women. Okay. Like they were beautiful and expensive. So what a time. It was like a whole different life. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. And it wasn't that long ago, but it feels that long ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was it 2018? Golly. Well, we were both at the company for a long time. When did you start? 2015. Okay, when did too. you start? Me too. Oh, you did. Okay. 2015. 2015 wow. was a time. <laughs> wow. Three years, four years. Me, four years there. Yeah, four You're years. So I'm still there and it's been a little over five at this point. Wow. A milestone, right? That's crazy. Yeah. So. I love that. Thank you. Shout out to us because I feel like we, because of the time frame we made it on that company, we mm. really set the tone. We built the brands mm-hmm. and we killed it we, we killed were there it. from the start totally yeah i was the start for the swimwear and you were definitely on the teams of gowns and couture like what would be contour in retail yeah yeah <laughs> contemporary basically yeah yeah i was i started as an assistant there actually for nbd holy shit and I, I was like printing out papers and then by the end of it i was like running the gowns department and mm-hmm. had like two assistants mm-hmm. we, yeah from the start busy boots busy Mm -hmm. boots but now you've actually transitioned out of design well actually no let's get into more of your history so after you parted ways from that company you've gone up and onward into like design management which is a whole nother ball game yeah yeah after like four years of being at revolve yeah um the girl who actually hired me there uh revolve her name is Susie hugh 
and shout out to Susie. Amazing. She's got <laughs> me started in the fashion industry. Um, she went to a startup called Instaco and she needed a design manager. So she brought me on there and I started managing a team of five people, which is crazy. It's a wow. lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Managing yeah. is no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. It's a lot of personalities you have to deal with. It's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And you got to do your work. Yeah. <laughs> on top I of that. I feel like you have to be like HR and then you have to do the creative and then like. Totally. It's just like a lot. I it's, feel like. I honestly don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, an amazing task. So then how long were you doing that before you started your business? I was there from 2019 um april and then i was there almost a, a year because i got laid off in march due to covid due to covid, due to COVID. i got laid off it was so awful oh <laughs> it was i like i work pretty hard and like i've never thought it would happen to me and then i got an hr email <clears throat> they're like you have a call at 4 p.m and i was like what is going to happen? I got that call, like that email, like around 8 a.m. Yeah. And then by the time like 10 o'clock came around, I was like, I knew I was going to get laid off. So then mm. I was like, I prepared myself for the worst and I got laid off. And it was, it, I was sad for probably like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, like I, you don't never think those things are going to happen to you. And then when it happens to you, you're just like shocked. Yeah. Was that your first time being laid off? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and I've like, I don't like you work really hard. I, I worked really, I'm very passionate about design and yeah. giving it my all. Like I didn't mind staying at the office late. I just never thought it would happen to me and then it happened. Mm. And then, um, I just like chilled for like a week and I was like, what's next? You know, I was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So it was like embracing it and accepting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like grieving. Yeah, it was pretty much grieving. Aww. It's like grieving because like you're like made like they set you apart from your passion. You're just like, totally. I gave this my everything. Yeah. Now what? You know? All right. What's next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. Ooh. It's kind of personal. Totally. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. COVID or like quarantine was a very personal trip everyone's mm-hmm. experience was different mm-hmm. you were either doing all right you're doing well mm-hmm. or you're doing not so well or you're doing terrible you know there was levels to it yeah yeah totally <laughs> so, and it also balanced between your finances your mental state um your surroundings you know people were losing family members so it's a that real is true thing. Is yeah that, like most of all deaths were happening and like the I'm deaths were real yeah we weren't yeah. hit with like any sickness you know the overall so totally i'm yeah. truly grateful that you know i didn't get um covid like straight up but you know i know people's parents who have mm-hmm. some didn't make it and yep. that's just as close as let's say my own like someone in my family mm-hmm. not making it because you know i know my friends families yeah so once that started happening i know for me especially it was very like hard it's it was real. yeah it became yeah. real like because in the beginning, you didn't understand COVID. I definitely didn't. I was just like, no. what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's a lot, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. I just want to go outside. I just want to go eat. But then now I got to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, it was such a thing. Yeah. But as time goes on, you start to understand, like, this is this is life now. Like, people are really passing away from this. It's crazy. Yeah. When it hits home or it hits someone around you, you're like, totally. this is real. 
yeah, yeah. that that part that mm-hmm. is the that's the kicker so when you have that going on just everything going on it's like where do you find the time for yourself you know mm. what i mean like when did you find that you know i wanted to do a clothing line like i want to do my own personal ventures when did you find that passion when i was taking unemployment (laughs) 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 um so i got onto unemployment and then i was just like kind of doing going into the motions like i i probably was like sad for a week yeah but during that week i was also building up my portfolio i was like you know what it's fine pick it up i started applying the next week to all these spots But, like, also I, like, take up medit- – I, I meditate a lot. I, like, probably yeah. do it, like, once a day, 10 to 20 minutes. That's good. And I, like – something came up where I was, like, I'm I'm only going to try to invest in, like, myself and my passion. That is my new commitment and, like, my own passions. No more, like, investing for, like, someone else, which some people do, and I think that works out perfectly for them. Like, mm. everyone has their own, like, path, but – for me, that moment was like I lost it all. Now it's I'm going to like bet on myself. Like this is totally now I'm going to build something where I can hopefully I could like manage. Yeah. If I'm I'm not working or not. Like, yeah. Do you know? And so then I kind of just started that trajectory. Totally. Like yeah. Betting on yourself is crucial. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Especially it's important. Absolutely. Did you ever feel like you were? taking risks with this like you're betting on yourself so it's really like all or nothing at this point yeah yeah um yeah every every day is a risk every day absolutely yeah Yeah. um not only like business wise but also like covid wise (laughs) you know what i mean going outside period is a risk it's a risk yeah (laughs) business wise it's totally a risk but um i don't know once like I feel like I gave it a lot to other companies. You know, I gave my effort to other companies and I was like, it's more risky. I learned that it's more riskier for me mm-hmm. to work so much for someone. And when shit hits the fan, I have no control whether I have the job anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I feel actually feel like it's like less riskier that I'm doing this for myself. That's a great outlook, to be honest. Yeah, because like you get to be like the captain of your own ship, which I don't really know what I'm doing, really. <laughs> but it's, I'm like, I know that I am me, and I can show up every day to the work for to the work and do the work, and I know I can rely on myself for that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you're in control of your destiny. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. That is, I think that's like the key to life a little bit. Mm. Just like knowing who you are knowing what you can do and then like if you succeed at what you really really love Mm -hmm. what that's bliss that's that's the level of satisfaction i think we all want at at the end of the day totally and not everyone gets that so the fact that you're trying is the is the key here because not everyone tries Mm -hmm. due to fear or due to circumstance that is a blessing so eric you're just out here doing it you are doing it cool Let's get into this brand. So, mm-hmm. Son of Leon. Mm-hmm. So, what is the inspo behind the name? Um, the inspiration was a lot of things. My friends, mm. um, California, mm. um, kind of just like working in fashion for so long and then seeing that the men's market was kind of bland. Mm. There's not a lot of like topics on like diversity. No, it's just what, a, what sells. 
exactly what are the luxury brands doing and how we can we knock it off is yeah. basically the 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 blueprint <laughs> of retail <laughs> yeah and that's that's kind of the inspiration of just like yeah. bringing a voice that is different to like the table a totally. plus size person a taller person a shorter person in like the front of a campaign that's that was an inspiration to me because those are like my friends realistically those are like the people that i like hang out with totally yeah yeah, so like being po- body positive. Yeah, exactly. That's trendy term now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's where you need to go because mm. we need to start including everybody. You mm. know what I mean? Not everyone is the same size. Yeah. So I love that. Mm-hmm. But going back to um, California being the inspo, yes. you're originally from Texas. Yes. What part? I was raised in Texas, Marble Falls, Texas. Yeah. Marble Falls. <laughs> so where is that close to? On That's the map? close to Austin, Texas. Austin. Oh, I like Austin. You've been there? I've only been to Austin so far. Oh, yeah. dope. dope. For a festival? For the South by Southwest Festival. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> What did you see? Oh, did I? Well, you know what? Shout out to my homegirl. Um, she was a performer that year. This was a while ago. 2015, 2016. Can't remember. But... It was one of those years, and she was actually performing, and she invited me to go. Sick. Yes, but funny backstory, because she didn't tell me. Because she's like, I'll have wristbands and everything when you get here. And I was like, okay. So I had to go pick it up at, like, the the convention center or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm here for my wristbands. I'm all, like, chopping it up with the guy. He's having fun. What guy? Uh, The guy who was, like, giving me the tickets and the wristbands. (laughs) And he was, like, telling me on the computer. He was like, oh, so this, um... So you're a background singer or something? And I was like, no, I work in fashion. But he's like, oh, but the wristbands are for this uh, background singer named Danielle. And I was like, that's me. I had to lie because she didn't <gasps> tell me that she put me under as like a that's background really singer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I background sing. I sing sometimes. <laughs> so that shit was hilarious because I was like, oh, I almost blew it. <laughs> <laughs> It's smart that you caught on. I would have been like, uh, what? Who? Well, I think he caught on for me because he was like, well. Oh, I see. Oh, he's nice. Right. He's like, are you sure you don't sing? And I was like, yeah, I sing. <laughs> what? I do fashion and I sing. What do you mean? But long story short, great time. I couldn't tell you. I think the only person I vividly remember, because I drank the whole time, mm. I'll be honest, but Erica Badu was a DJ at one of the clubs or oh, the sick. venues that we saw. Mm. And that was a good time. And Drake was somewhere else, but I don't think we saw him. Oh, so, Drake. yeah. But that's the beauty of it because it's like up and coming artists and then it's big artists that'll pop up from mm-hmm. time to time. So Where did you stay? Good time. I don't remember the name of the hotel, but it was very close to uh, a university out there. Texas University? I don't know if... It maybe it's a great place to stay by Congress. It it's was a, great. I want to say it yeah. felt very like downtown, like near a city hall. I don't remember, unfortunately, but I just remember it was a really posh hotel, mm. really fucking cute, mm. good food, great bars. Like it was a good time. Love that. I would. I I want to go back. I want to go back. You should after so, COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, twenty twenty two or whenever we're free. So soon. I hope so. <laughs> But Marlboro Falls. So for Cali, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. And then when did you come to Cali? Um, College in 2013. Awesome. 2013. End of 2012. 2013, yeah. 
Where'd you go to school? Fitum, the Fashion Institute Good Design and Merchandising. Did you go there too? I actually didn't. Okay. I did it, but so many people have. I feel like I've been. <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Cal Poly Pomona. Oh, okay, cool. So shout out to the Broncos, <laughs> a little cute Cal State in Pomona. <laughs> And um, that's actually where I discovered tech design. Mm. So that's how I got into my field. But FITM, I feel like it birthed a lot of designers for sure. A mm. lot of tech designers have gone there too, but I feel like designers really came out of FITM. So kudos to you. Thank you. It's definitely a very creative school. It's really fun. Totally. Yeah. Very hands-on. Mm -hmm. It better be for the price point because that shit was expensive. And the classes were like 15 people or like less. So you okay. really got a good education from it. So That's good. Yeah, and good contacts too. I, I, we did the debut fashion show on my graduation year and Guess was there. Revolve was there. Halston was there. Like oh, amazing. Everyone just shows up. So they have a pretty good web of connections yeah. oh yeah no yeah. fitum was great for the networking part you know you really got a job after school or you should have if you didn't you fucked up yeah they, they're <laughs> really fun we're actually doing a fitum um takeover on launch day march 5th shut up yeah, for yeah. son of leon for son of leon yeah oh i love that they're so nice they're um lending us their um instagram Ooh, yeah. so you're gonna be on the stories on the stories be taking it over yeah. oh i love that Okay, we will for sure plug that at the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want everyone to get a hold of that when it launches. So mm -hmm. let me know. Let's see. What else do we have going on? Um, let's talk about the trials and tribulations of starting a brand during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. It's like it's either going to be a little easier because you have the time mm. Or it's a little harder because not everything is available to you. Right. So what says you? Like what what were the any limitations you've ran into starting this brand during a pandemic? Limitations. <laughs> if you've had any. That's that's a tough one. There's been a lot. Yeah. I, I, every every day is like a learning learning um opportunity for us um we're constantly trying to figure out like web design we're, we're just wrapping that up mm -hmm. right now um there's three founders for um the company um and we are each bringing our different strengths but to for example we don't know how to build a website yeah but we want to make like a really great website that is customer friendly user friendly amazing um, none of us know coding, so we had to like okay. figure out where to vet uh, someone who could make a website. Yeah. What kind of creative direction we wanted to give the website, the size chart, like what kind of size chart we want to display. That was a whole week of like nonstop conversation internally in the team. Yeah. Um. So those were big <laughs> learning curves for us. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I, I have a blog and mm -hmm. even that being made on like Squarespace, right? Mm. Where it's template based. It's very easy to just plug stuff in. Yep. That's very generic. But if you want it to be very custom and very um, unique, mm -hmm. you do need to know the coding part of it to really give it that mm -hmm. extra umph and like flair. So I, I feel you. That is a learning curve. Like outsourcing only makes sense yep. when you don't have all the tools yourself yep. so i'm i'm here for it but yep. you utilized an app called fiverr right yes yeah shout out to that app because i <laughs> honestly just learned about it like a few months ago and i feel like i'm missing 
out. I was like, oh my God, I could have had so much more help. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I heard your podcast when you were like, oh, I didn't even know what that happened. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I was late to the game. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> why am I working twice as hard? You're like a digital entrepreneur. I'm surprised. Listen, listen. Like, I'm surprised. All right, don't judge me too hard. I'm trying. <laughs> it's just me. So. Yeah, no, I you have to utilize your tools, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. very important. So you have that as a learning curve. Yes. What about the process of just making clothes in general? Because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. You're either doing one or two things when you're doing a clothing line. You're either um, buying wholesale and yep. reselling it. Yep. Which or, a lot of brands do, I've noticed or I've found out recently. Right. It's uh, it's very, it's the easiest route, to be yes. honest, when it comes to just starting a brand. But it's not the most unique. You're mm-hmm. kind of just going off of trends, what sells and whatever yep. takes place. But um, there's that lane. But then you also have starting from scratch, which is basically like producing a brand. Development. Yep. The development process is no joke. Absolutely. So during COVID, how were you able to just get stuff done? Like, because, mm. you know, I would want, I would want to run around downtown. Yeah. You know, I would want to be able to find my movers and shakers, my sewers, my this, my right. that. How were you able to find the, you know, the people for your team mm. during COVID? Yeah. Um, so I had worked with uh, various vendors before in my past jobs. Okay, I worked that's at Halston for a little bit. I worked at Revolve for a little bit. And um, I had made connections with various vendors throughout my career. And um, I r- was reached out by one of them through Instagram. And we just connected and they're like, would you be interested in making a brand, like a clothing brand? I was yeah. like, I have no money, no. <laughs> but um, but then like we worked up a, sw- a good deal that made sense for both of us, and they were they essentially became my sewers, they became my fabric sourcers, and they became my pattern makers. Everything that I needed to create the clothing. Um, that's amazing. How it, yeah, I got really lucky because um, I made a connection with them. Not not just professional one but actual personal one too Mm -hmm. so it felt like i was like outsourcing my passion to um people that i like and friends totally you know yeah it it felt good yeah and you even utilized people you knew like you had a tech designer that you've worked with previously yes so you're basically like using your personal network yes to build your brand yes yeah which i love you know it's like this it's like instead of working like up and on and finding people you don't know but have a name working linear and working with people you do know and just bringing everybody up with you i love that yeah you know yeah that's important i agree yeah because working with your friends is like great it can be absolutely yes. yeah when you're all on the same page yes for sure not and necessarily my friends but like people that you know deliver good work yes and that your peers your peers yes yeah. exactly my peers mm-hmm. it's it's like the best thing because like 
I can tell someone's like a good person and they do deliver good work. And I'm like, would you like to do a win-win situation? You know, like you mm-hmm. deliver product, you get paid. You're a good person. Let's work. Let's work. I love right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly feel like that's the best way to go about it because, mm-hmm. you know, skill can reach anybody and the availability is there. So that definitely helps, especially during COVID, you know, because totally. Yeah. People need or a lot of people are looking for work yep. and need something to do or just make some money, like mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. If you can get everyone on board, you guys can all win. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I'm here it's like for bringing that. your hometown up, you know, and it, like all the people that you've connected with before. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. And shout out to Amy because she was the tech designer. Yes. Love Amy. Love her. She's amazing. She's talented. Talented. Super technical, like brought strains that I would have never brought to the table. Yes. Um, it's just like such a blessing to have her. Yeah. No, she's awesome. She is talent, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the collection looks so good. So the quality is there. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. The fit is good too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Good. Oh, I can't wait. After this episode, y'all, I'm about to try some stuff on. We are leaving with some things, okay? <laughs> but um what did I want to get into next? So let's let's talk about your your career. Mm-hmm. As a designer, you have actually stopped, you stopped doing design and now you're in a new field in the fashion industry. You're a buyer. So how you're being a buyer, right? It's no easy task. It's a whole new thing. Yep. It's not, it's not really creative. It's a lot more analytical, Mm -hmm. a lot of numbers, Yep. but you're still starting a brand you still have a brand that you're also like full-time working on so how are you really balancing the two is that hard um it's i'm busy i feel like i could imagine yeah i could imagine my my buying role is i'm actually not a buyer for a fashion company i'm a buyer for a a fresh produce company and right and so now you're not even really in the fashion no not at all but buying itself is such a tedious job it's it's very analytical i have to know like net profits scrap percentages like i run reports on data Mm -hmm. for like four hours of my day now it's such like a like a like a night and day situation yeah yeah how do you it's crazy and you know what i never saw that like you doing buying Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about the numbers do you like numbers i'm not that good at them (laughs) listen me neither that's why i i I backed out Mm -hmm. i actually wanted to be a buyer myself in college yeah and i took that buying course and Mm -hmm. i was like honey this isn't for me (laughs) what like this math this is not a game i'm not a math major so a mathematician period so i listen i was intimidated but it sounds like you were able to embrace it, and even if you didn't like love numbers, you were able to do it. Yeah, uh, I was like inspired by a lot of things. I, yeah. I like to read a lot, f- first of all, and I read this book by Sam Walton. It's mm. called The Everything Store, and he talks about how pivotal buyers were to his company because they analyzed the product coming in, and like if it sold well, they would buy more, and that helped grow his company even more. Mm. And um, I got that reference from like 
another book that I read from Jeff Bezos, and he references buyers as well. So after reading those two books, I was like, oh, like I eventually want to, like I'm building something that I want to grow, obviously. Yeah. Um, And I was like, it'd be cool if I learned this role because I'm not incredible at design, but I, I feel confident in it. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to analyze data and implement it into my company someday. So I was like, I want to be a buyer now, even if I'm, like now I'm an assistant buyer for this fresh produce company. But yeah. um, I'm learning a lot. Like I feel like I can kind of low key talk about numbers mm-hmm. and not be intimidated and actually catch on to the conversation. Yeah. I was not like that six months ago. Which is, it's it's nice to see the difference, like, the different totally. change of, like, mindset. It's confidence, mm. you know? Yeah. You it's have like that. knowledge, I guess. Knowledge, too. But mm. even just the confidence of, like, I don't know all the way what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Critical <laughs> thinking skills. <laughs> I mean, I get dragged a lot at work. Like, people were like, <laughs> people were like this report was not done well. And I'm like, okay, sh- sorry, my bad. Let me fix it. Or like, yeah. your numbers are off. And I'm like, okay, like, I freak out. Yeah. But at least I'm, like, learning, which is, it felt refreshing because in design, I was, like, managing like five people and i was kind of like it's nice it's cute to be creative it's like not cute it, it's a serious job to be totally. creative it's it's a big deal yeah to, to set a vibe for a for a brand mm-hmm. but i like to grow and even if that means having a, another a, like a low low title and getting paid not that much it brings me satisfaction the fact that i'm like growing in a different way that yeah. i like somehow think hopefully will like impact my company someday what is going to i believe (laughs) don't you worry yes i honestly just because of the cohesion you have so much in your collection and to me they're already like stable pieces Mm. you know they're very thought out and the colors are just just a phenomenal it's just great like i can only rave about it there's nothing bad i can say i'm glad you like it (laughs) which is your favorite piece Oh man, you have this lovely I I guess we'll call it a hoodie. Yes. It's yes. the hoodie with the the nice muted tone stripes, wonderful texture, yes. and just a great weight to it and it reminds me of Palm Springs. The whole collection is very mm. Palm Springs to me. I love that. Listen, I that's I love that too. Like it's beautiful. So, even though it's more um geared towards menswear, um i still see like a unisex vibe from yes. it and i could still wear like the caftan for sure yes. like i'm all over it so you are killing the game with that thank you Don't the caftan so is very like um unisex too i mean it's it's fit for both bodies so totally. it could work on both and the hoodie is like i'm wearing it now you can like chic and like girly yes or you could be like loose and cool with it it's very like body positive to like all sizes body positive and yes yeah, so your current hoodie and it's very like on trend too you know this print is very popping right now mm-hmm. and i love like the color i love thank the you. buttons like i'm very attention to detail and this is yep. this is great thank you you're killing thank it you. made in <laughs> india it's great thank you made in india <laughs> yes you're using your resources too which is mm. just a you know a great thing to do when you're trying to build your network Mm. and with your network you are definitely 
I feel like you have a tribe, right? You have your co-founders. Shout out to Todd. Shout out to Josh. Your team. (laughs) So let's talk about. They're amazing. They're the fact. Listen, when Eric's team approached me about doing a podcast, the professionalism was (sighs) top notch to where I felt like I had to be on my P's and Q's, honey. I was like, wait, hold on. Let me act like I have an assistant and respond to this email right because you came so correct and just so ready. And I just appreciate that. I mean, Thank even you. though like my podcast isn't like the top level or top tier, I still appreciate the professionalism t- so we can all get to that top tier, you know? Because yep, we have to act like we're there already. Yep. So. Everyone's important. Totally. Regardless of following or, yeah. or new or old, I, f- I feel like everyone's important and deserves like the best at all times i agree because it's value mm-hmm. you know i am very quality driven your brand is very quality driven Thank and you. i i respect it Thank first you. and i respect that you have a team mm. so let's talk about the importance of having a team mm. like i do a lot of my stuff solo but i do feel like when you have your core team yep. you can kind of just work together yep. in a way where everyone can break off a piece of what they can do you know so how do you feel like okay with your team yeah like do you guys have roles in place yes we do perfect so i am the creative director and co-founder of of son of leon josh does the business development i believe (laughs) fact check it fact check it and todd does the marketing and pr aspect of it yes so we're all different like houses and we own everyone owns each each category that's beautiful mm. and then you all stay connected yeah you stay in a conversation Absol- via email. we're talking every day every day every day we're it's phone calls we chat zoom where it's all oh, there's been a conversation every day totally do you feel like everyone has to be all in i absolutely think so so i met todd and josh on in dodgeball and uh, we immediately just clicked and like it was we had the same humor and stuff and we started hanging out like probably on a weekly basis and then somehow the idea of a brand starting a brand came about and mm-hmm. he works in mar- in marketing and PR and I worked in design and um, it was kind of like the we started floating around and finally when the COVID situation happened with the vendor thing happening by that time we kind of were set that we were going to start a brand together and his husband happened to work in business development for an architect firm so mm. we were like this is perfect like we have all different departments um so when the opportunity came about we just took that leap together and it was like a lot of like conversations together like we had eight hour sessions of talking about like where we wanted to be in five years what our values were in five years before we even had the opportunity with the vendor we were having those conversations at one point um his husband took us to the his office and we discussed for eight hours our we had vision visioning sessions yeah what was missing in the market who did we want to be that was all happening probably like six months before the opportunity happened so 
by the time it happened, we all knew. We have do- we had like it's crazy. We had like documents of like um, where we saw each other in, in five years and if we were committed and what our values were and why we were doing it. Um, so it was it was it's it's nice to have like a team that was like that's in it for the long run. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. What a level. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know how many people have that conversation mm-hmm. when they're first starting, yep. you know? That's definitely a, a business plan. Yeah. And that's important. Yep. Especially if you want to be a business, you have to have a plan. Absolutely. You can create and you can just create. You yep. can do that anytime. Yeah. But if you want the 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 professional backing and the success that way absolutely it's important to have key players yeah and have like an eye for like the people that you kind of start courting as like your Mm. your business partners because like even if you're not technical in each other but if you watch how they react to stressful situations how they react every day are they good people Mm. you'll know like all right this is a good person for me to like actually go into business and i'm sure they were doing this watching me and just seeing if he's a normal cool person totally um i think that's very important yeah i read this book uh, it's called the e-myth and it discusses um why businesses fail and a lot of the businesses fail because one sole entrepreneur will try to be the entrepreneur the visionary mm-hmm. will try to be the manager managing the schedule and he'll try to be the the person who makes like the ceramics or whatnot he'll try to be all three and even though you can do that it's not built for longevity we're not built to be working all the time and i'm only mm-hmm. saying that because i see a lot of my you know fashion designer friends do that and yeah. and um it's important to like kind of out allocate different strengths to people because like it's not it's not realistic to be the person doing all those three things it's not you're you're a human being you need rest you need a you need a love you need to be inspired and then you need to go to work you can't be like 24 7 totally we're not robots exactly you know exactly so when i met people that were down for the cause we were down for each other and we wanted to be there for each other for a long term it was it, it felt right oh yeah y'all gonna y'all, y'all gonna kill it <laughs> I hope so. because they're the, amazing they're great i'm yeah, lucky that's a that's that's the team dynamic you mm, need you mm-hmm. know you need everyone to be ready to commit yeah you know absolutely. and for the long haul absolutely you're like so, marrying these yeah, it's, people it's a marriage like five to t- five <laughs> it literally is it's like i'm I literally had a baby and now like we're doing everything possible for this baby to like y'all all co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah, Like, listen, who's babysitting today? Cause (laughs) we're in this, but like, imagine like this baby then becomes a doctor or whatever. Oh yeah. And then like it goes back to you. So like, it's it's worth it. Um, as long as you have people who are down for the cause and you're down for them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that. But that is a blessing of a team. Mm. So let's talk about the the process yeah. of developing a brand and a clothing line in general. Is there a part of the process that you absolutely love? I love being creative in the process. I yeah. love um, how I start the process. Is kind of like I get inspired by a mood or like, you know, for this season, I was really inspired by California mm-hmm. and being outdoors and exploring your two mile radius. I thought about like what it was like 
what it would be like to log off your computer, but you can't go out. What do you need? Mm. Do you want to see bright colors in your wardrobe? Yes. Do you do you want things to fit nicely on you and not restrict? We're not making body cons. We're not making tight hugging clothing. People don't want to feel that they want to be relaxed. They're most likely going to be at home. Yeah, that's the Cali way. Very casual, yes, relaxed, exactly. chill atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do a lot of research on like what the vibe is going to be. Yeah. And um, and I kind of paint a picture like, okay, people are going to be exploring their two-mile radius. They're going to the grocery store. They're going to have small parties because things are slowly going to be opening up. They're going to be more outdoor. They're going to love the beach. You know, like th- I think about those things. And then once mm-hmm. I have like the general idea, then I... I start to feel fabrics and I start to feel like mm. stretchy ones are um, really light ones that don't um, absorb too much like sweat when it's hot. So I start thinking about that, thinking about colors and I put that all together yeah. and I send it to my factory and my factory um, will then look at like I either send swatches, I send inspiration photos and yeah. they're like, Ooh, I get it. Okay. So they'll send me swatches and then it's a constant dialogue. It's like, all yeah. right, this is not right. Make this, make this fabric a little bit heavier. Mm. Ooh, I love this base. Let's print some palm trees on it or let's print some stripes in it. Um, so it's that. So would you say that's part of like, um, one of the issues maybe? Cause you didn't get to see a lot of these fabrics like up front, no. right? So it's like a lot of this is overseas. Yeah. I'm assuming you use WhatsApp or like yeah, exactly. other ways I to communicate. Yeah. 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 So then it's like you're taking a chance. Mm. You're taking a chance. And then did you make a mood board or anything prior to the cut and sew process? Yes. Um, okay. What I actually made is a brand Bible. Uh, the brand Bible Ooh, had like brand Bible, uh, like the typography of like what the brand was gonna have, like all the fonts, yeah. the colors, the inspiration, what all the fa- like the like the editorial was gonna be, like everything. I kind of made the entire vision, yeah, and um, that kind of guides me when I'm sourcing fabrics. I'll make like a mood board, and um, that's what I'll send to. Um, I'll send like a mood board of fabrics or I'll send swatches to the factory so that they can feel, they can visualize what I'm trying to get at. Listen, yeah, listeners, if you are about that cut and sew life and you want to start a clothing line on that side of the, the, um, the production, this is important. Like you really do need to have the vision as clear as possible mm-hmm. yeah. so you can communicate to these factories on how you want them to make stuff. Unless you're making it yourself. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> but yes, if you want to mass produce, this is how you do it. So this this is gems. This is gems. God, I'm glad I, it's helping. <laughs> no, this is, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And it helps you not deviate from the path because yeah. if, if you start working like once I was done with that, I passed the ball to marketing, which is Todd. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the vibe. This is the kind of photos. This is kind of like this is the direction, the you direction. Go. And he's yeah. like, I got it. This is, this is how we're going to plan the yeah. um, social media around that. Ugh. And these are going to be the colors. And I'm like, cool. And it's just, it kind of starts from the creative. Mm-hmm. And then um, we also had Todd, I mean, J- Josh, who the issue with fabric, it's not, the fact that you don't get to see it because you get to like communicate but it's also timing because you have like yeah. a launch date so you need someone in the business side who's planning your deadlines to be like e i need this by this day yeah. you have this much time to 
communicate and get creative and have fun Mm -hmm. you need to hit those times because then like you have a launch date and you don't want to like miss that or you don't want to miss the season that you're designing for true because you're planning ahead yes as best as possible so this is important deadlines are important and i can see that being an issue especially during covid because you don't know when or where stuff is coming from and if they're backed up you know so i understand yeah totally that's amazing Let's switch gears. Let's talk about um, what kind of device, uh, advice. These are this is the gems <laughs> of my episode, right? Okay. So, is there any advice you could share to any aspiring clothing designers, um, people who want to start a business during this, this particular time frame? Any oh. anything you can give to the people? Any advice? Um, I think keep your day job if possible keep the day job because that finances the dream yes of course yeah unless you have that nice lump sum of a savings listen nobody can tell you nothing (laughs) i don't have it i don't either i don't have it either right (laughs) keep your my day job is helps fund this like yeah i um literally cut all my expenses i did not travel like my meals for lunches, I'll have like black beans and corn and avocado. Like, off a wow. ca- av- like a can lasts me two days of that. Um, but my Committed. my <laughs> <laughs> like my my day job helps pay my rent, and everything that I save goes yeah. into the business. Like, I was like committing myself to like, okay, let me put a grand into the business yeah. from like X amount day to like february you know i was i was that was like one of my goals and i i did that not because like i had money saved up which i hope like if you do that's amazing yeah but because i had a day job that helped give me that those finances to um keep it going yeah Yeah. to keep it going yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. it's 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 hard you know it's already hard just doing it Mm -hmm. so you have to support the dream somehow absolutely so these are the sacrifices just starting a business period you know you can't sometimes you can't do it all at this at that Mm -hmm. point of time so you have to do what you can you have to figure out where you can sacrifice and where you can commit and where you can just make it happen you know yeah it's you got to be honest with yourself it's definitely a journey you know Totally. like i'm thinking of getting a second job so that i can like third job so that oh i my can god like eric is out here hustling okay <laughs> like just to give more to the company because yeah like, i like it's my passion and it's like i i want it to thrive and i think it's like it's that's like the real things that no one tells you that you have to pay your rent yeah you have to keep a day job like i don't think you should go all in because it's like I don't think that's very smart. I think that you could, you should be working and just try to generate as much money into what you are trying to build. Yes. It's like being realistic. You Mm -hmm. know, if you want to jump all in by all means, take that risk. However, you can go in with a plan Mm -hmm. and then take that leap when it feels right. You know, Mm -hmm. when you start seeing some growth, when you start seeing some traction, because sometimes you jump all in. I mean, I, 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 that's the beauty of failure, though. So sometimes they say to jump all in so you can feel what the failure feels like. And then you can move up and onward from there. Oh, you know, because yeah. some people like me, like I fear failure sometimes, Absolutely. which is why I don't jump all the way in into certain 
um, passions. So, yes, but I'm also a realist and I work because I know that pays my bills and mm-hmm. that is what I need to support my dream Yeah, <laughs> and buy like better microphones and equipment and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's a learning curve. It's, it's a journey. I keep saying the word journey a lot because that's really what it is. Yes. And my therapist tells me that all the time. So <laughs> it's very true. You just have to enjoy the ride for yeah, what it is. Totally. And you're going to hit some bumps in the roads. You might have some hiccups. You might fail. But then it's what what really matters is how you pick yourself up after that. Do you keep going or do you start another another path? Right. Another company. Another yeah. business. Or you just take like a little you take a little curve. detour. Yeah, a little yeah. curve and then go back on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get back on track, you know. There's yeah. no wrong way to do anything. So that's the beauty of life. Let's talk about this brand that's launching <laughs> soon though. So tell me when is it coming? We uh-huh. who's the customer? Yeah, like all the little details about it. Cool, cool. We're um uh, launching March fifth. Um, and the customer is pretty much a diverse group of men who um, are all sorts of body types. Yeah. We have a lot of unisex pieces um, for women. Um, and we're excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I love it. And when is it coming? When is it coming? March 5th. March 5th. Launching March 5th online Ooh. only um, for now. Yes. Yeah. Eric, I'm so excited for this brand. Thank you. I'm so excited. It looks phenomenal. We'll definitely do some behind the scenes. Awesome. Share with the people. So I'm stoked for that. Now, let's wrap up this episode. Thank you for being such a lovely guest. Thank you. You did phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> Eric was so shy, you this guys. This is my first podcast. It's, it's kind of nerve-wracking. He's like, this is my first interview, um, but you did great. Thank you. You did more than exceptional. I'm happy for this launch. I'm proud of you. Mm. Happy to see you grow from mm. Revolve to this. This is amazing elevation. <laughs> I love it's, it. It feels right. It feels like I'm on my path. Absolutely. It looks right. It mm. looks right. You know, we see people grow into their purpose. It's like, oh, yeah, this was meant for you for sure. Whoa. You know? I love cool. it. That's yeah. cool. Like for me, it was just like, oh, Eric, absolutely. <laughs> Starting his own brand. Oh, I see it. I see it. I was kind of blown away when I when I did the podcast. You were so natural. Like I tried. it's amazing. It's amazing. Thanks, Bill. Mm-hmm. Let's plug in. All the socials for yes. the brand, for you, whatever you want to share with me. Um, this is for Instagram. Okay, follow us on Instagram. Oh, at Instagram. At sun.of.leon. At sun.of.leon. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And the website is coming soon, correct? Yes, okay. and it's sonofleon.com. Okay, so be on the lookout of sonofleon.com. And do you want to plug your personal IG or anything else? Um, I guess you can follow me at Eric. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> um, Eric Leon Garcia um, in, on Instagram. Perfect. Follow the brand for sure, though. Follow the brand. <laughs> the brand is strong, and I'm here for it. Thank you. And as always, you can follow Girl What at girlwhat underscore pod on Instagram. You can also email me questions, comments, concerns at girlwetpod um, at gmail.com. And what else am I on? I'm on all the major platforms. I think I'm on Twitter, too, at girlwet underscore pod. So check me out. 
And again, rate and re- uh, subscribe, review on Apple Podcast for more uh, reviews because I need those. And that wraps up this episode of Girl What? Thanks for listening.